In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Glory to Jesus Christ. Glory this morning we commemorate the two holy unmercenary saints, Cyrus and John, and in those that were with them that were martyred. Holy unmercenary saints. I'll confess, I sometimes find it hard to not trip up in saying holy unmercenary saints. Sometimes I want to say holy mercenary saints, which then puts my head in a completely different place. Uh, but the unmercenary means basically the opposite of mercenary. Do you all know what mercenary is, children? Do you know what a mercenary is? That's kind of like a $30 word, isn't it? Joseph, you don't know? A mercenary would be like soldiers who are hired, instead of the normal army, you hire somebody to do something for you that maybe you don't want your army to do. So maybe, or they're mercenaries or those who are guns for hire, as it were. So you can see why that's very different than what a holy unmercenary saint. Because a holy unmercenary saint is a type of saint, and we have different types of saints. Like we have martyrs, we have hierarchs, uh, we have monastics, wonder workers, we even have husbands and wives. But we have in the holy unmercenary saints, saints who are healers. Saints who go around and heal, but they don't charge anything. Hence, they're not mercenaries. They're actually the opposite. They offer their services in freedom and in love. Cyrus and John are a part of a broader group of holy and mercenary saints. But today, I want us to actually look to the example of Cyrus and John. Cyrus was a physician. He went about healing and his notoriety spread. And what he focused on in healing was the emphasis upon the soul over the body. For it's very common for a doctor this day, if you're going to the doctor this day, you're probably not going to get any soul advice. You're probably only going to get advice about, well, this thing doesn't work like this, almost like a glorified plumber. No offense to doctors, but they have specializations. They look at a specific spot, and no offense to plumbers either. <laughs> They look at a specific spot, they figure out what's wrong with it, like it's a machine, then you kind of fix it, and hopefully everything's good. Um, unless you are suffering from maladies that they can't find out, and then you get very frustrated with doctors, because for as far as we've come in knowledge and understanding, we still have so much to learn. But Cyrus was one who emphasized the relationship of the soul to the body, that it is sin that is what causes our physical maladies. It is sin which ultimately disfigures us because it's sin which ultimately is the poison that will kill us. And so when he healed, he would heal with the sign of the cross. He would make the sign of the cross over the place that was hurt and thereby bringing heaven to earth or restoring earth to paradise, he would reconcile, he would heal the maladies of soul and body. This morning we have the parable of the talents. And it is very common for us, and I'm sure we've heard many sermons about talents. 
I think I've probably even given one or two about talents that trades on the obvious idea of talent, right? Somebody has talent, therefore some people have five talents, some people have two talents, some people have one talent. Well, I think we are so used to thinking like this, and we're so used to institutions, right? Or we're used to, if we go somewhere to eat and they don't get the order right, we send it back to the kitchen, they get it wrong again, then, you know, we might say, where's your manager? I want to talk to the three talent person, not the one talent person. And so we have this idea with talents that there are some people who have greater responsibilities, uh, greater particular abilities per se than others. And there is something to this in the parable, but there is a way in which this thinking can really set us off in a wrong direction, especially as we relate to the church. And we think, well, there's those people that have three talents. There's those people have two talents. I think I have a talent, but I don't really know what to do with it. So, you know, but I want us to kind of shift away from this kind of thinking, kind of, I would say it's like an institutional type thinking that we have tiers of those who have particular responsibilities and they have like, you know, a booklet that tells them these are the responsibilities and jobs of this person. And then here's the directions like the line cook. He's got in front of him a piece of paper that tells him this is exactly what you're supposed to do and what you're responsible for. It's almost like these are your talents. If you were to stray from this, good luck. We are all called as Christians to be healers. We are all called to have a ministry like Cyrus and like John. John was not a physician originally. And in fact, from his life that we read about, I'm not sure he ever actually became, quote unquote, a physician. He was a soldier who heard about Cyrus and the work that he was doing. And he decided to join Cyrus and his work. So when we commemorate the holy unmercenary saints, we commemorate Cyrus and John. For John joined his ministry of healing. We all are called to heal. And this puts talent in this parable, I think, in a little bit of a different light. For we all have the weight and the joy of healing. So what does it mean that we're supposed to be healing? Does that mean half of us need to get MDs or become RNs and the rest can kind of become the nurse assistants? No. What it means is that we all can make the sign of the cross of the cross over those ailing, hurting, broken parts of our lives, our relationships, and those that we encounter, that we have as Christians, as we're taught that we all have entered into the priesthood of Christ and have access to the high priest, that we all have a ministry of intercession, of prayer, of loving, of forgiving. This ministry is something that all of us are called upon it's not uh, divvied out where a few have talents here and there, but this is 
the talents that we all have been given. And the third servant, the difference between him and the rest is that he has decided that the Lord is a hard man. It's unfortunate when we have all the blessings that we have been given by God, that we look in despair, that we look at the work that is in front front of us and despair and usually turn away from God or turn in anger to God and therefore just wither on the vine. Our Christian life is a ministry of healing. It is one in which we grow in expanse of a heart that is praying, that is making the sign of the cross over all aspects that are broken that we encounter. Do you know how Cyrus and John became martyrs? They became martyrs because they were healers and because they saw their healing mostly emphasizing the soul. Cyrus and John were going about their business, healing, doing prayers, making the sign of the cross over the brokenness around them. And they heard of a few women who were the governor, was, of course, against Christians, and they were to be tortured and executed. Cyrus and John said, we need to go help them. We need to bring reconciliation and encouragement to these women. Well, they went and they hid themselves in the prison, actually, where the women were to encourage them. They were discovered. The governor said, okay, I'm going to make an example of you. And so Cyrus and John were tortured before the women, before they gave up their souls to God. And then the women stayed firm in their faith, and they, too, were martyred for the sake of Christ. Their healing ministry was not, as I keep emphasizing, not just physical, but was focused on the soul. The epistle reading this morning gives us a perfect outline, and it's something I encourage you to, through the rest of this week to meditate upon. It's Colossians 3, and I'll be reading the first few verses. Therefore, as the elect of God, as healers of God, holy and beloved Put on tender mercies, kindness, humility, meekness, long-suffering, bearing with one another, forgiving one another. If anyone has a complaint against another, even as Christ forgave you, as you also must do. But above all these things, put on love, which is the bond of, of perfection." We all, as the elect of God, as healers of God, those who have been put in this place, ministering not only to the world, but to each other. And as we know, in some ways, it's easier to appear with our face towards the world rather than our families or those who are closest to us, because that's where we probably need to apply more tender mercy, more kindness, more humility, more meekness, long-suffering, and bearing with one another. Because who knows us best but those who have to bear with you and I. This is our long martyrdom. 
This is our long desire to witness to the healing presence of Christ. This is what it means for the church to be a hospital. We love to talk about as Orthodox Christians as a church as a hospital, as a place for the healing of soul and body. And we typically are referring to that, that to the sacraments of confession, the disciplines of the church, the liturgical life of the church, and how it heals each of our individual souls. Absolutely. We all need to be partaking and diving deeper in to the sacraments of the church, to having our sins forgiven, to be encouraged, to engage in the spiritual struggle. That's what the hospital is for. The hospital is also for us to be healers to each other, to be encouragers, to be invested in one another as truly as brothers and sisters in the Lord, to encourage one another to fight the spiritual battle before us, to focus on that sin that destroys our souls and therefore destroys our bodies, to make the sign of the cross over each other's wounds so that we can grow together into the fullness, to the bond of perfection. This is why we are to be the light of the world. This is why we all are given talents so that we can heal, that we can be co-workers of, with Jesus Christ to love, to forgive, to encourage, to be kind, to build one another up for the glory of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.